0: Three, two, one. 2, 1. It's that time of the day. Welcome to the 4th Street Sports Show. An award-winning student podcast covering all things Golden Eagles. What's going on, guys and gals? You are now on 4th Street with your host, Smooth ost and the rest of the crew, as always, Charlie, Jackson, Nathan in the back, shout out to our producer Sky and Dima, man.
1: Dima, you look like you got a couple things on your mind, man. What do you got going on, man? Well, I, I was thinking today, I was like, there's something going on this weekend, and I can't. Oh, wait, it's football. We got football <laughs> this weekend. That's right. My That's bad. That's right, man. If anyone forgot. <laughs> I don't think anyone forgot, okay. Dima, but. Because I did.
0: So. I mean, what better way than to remind you than Dima saying it's football week? Uh, i, I, I putting
2: his whole uh, coverage schedule out for yes, Twitter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes.
0: I feel like he's t- like telling us the secrets of Dumbledore or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the secrets, alright. <laughs> but yeah, guys, uh, there's a lot going on. Of course, it's football this week. We know. It's September the 3rd it all goes down against Liberty. We cannot wait to get started. It's been a fun and a exciting time. We can't wait to just get out there in front of Spirit Park and just see the festivities that go on down the Eagle Walk before the game and out the game to just share all of our coverage that we have for the student prints here and for uh sm2 as we like to call it now but getting into things we have a special interview with a couple of twins guys we got some twins on the show i think this is a fourth street first right that's yeah. a
2: that's special yeah i think it's gonna be a fun and a special interview um these twins not to get too much away but they've been pretty much been together um uh, through every
0: step in football their whole life, so it's going to be pretty awesome to talk to them. It'll be pretty awesome. I know you didn't want to give it away, but I'll give it away, Charlie. (laughs) We will have Cameron... And Kyron Barnes, Uh, they are true freshmen from Adams County Christian School um, up there in Natchez, Mississippi. So we are gonna have a a blast interviewing those guys. So we will have the twins coming on, and we'll talk to them. But also, guys, we have a special podcast coming to you this Thursday. A special podcast coming to you this Thursday, which is a Fourth Street Preview Football Special, guys. Where we lay out our full-on predictions for the season and we break down the Sunbelt and what we think about Southern Miss football this year so that's what we have coming up but now we transition guys we're cruising down the street down 4th Street into our Eagle Eye (laughs) and we'll get started into our Eagle Eye guys by first taking a Interview from the past. I was about to say interview from the past. I was trying to say blast from the past, but you get it now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're taking an interview from the past um, past month or so at the Sunbelt Media Days where I had the chance to interview Commissioner Keith Gill. So, we'll get into that. We have a special wrap, and as he talks about Southern Miss football and the great things that we have coming up. So, let's get into it, guys.
2: The sun is setting on the off season and on the other side, Southern Miss hopes to rise in their inaugural season with the Sunbelt Conference. Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill believes that the conference is growing stronger with the addition of its four new members.
3: We've got good momentum, you know, it's great. We're in a great place, Um, you know, quality league, quality success, but I actually do think that our best days are ahead of us.
2: It's this trajectory that has fans, coaches, and players all excited to be part of the conference, and the connection was mutual. Southern Miss was the epitome of what the Sun Belt was searching for in a new member, a
3: distinguished regional program with a rich history. It's
2: something that Gil can attest to
3: himself. When I was a kid, I grew up a Florida State fan. I grew up from Florida. And so I can remember the losses to Southern Miss, you know, thinking that, you know, Florida State was this great team. And that's really some of my early memories of of Southern Miss just beating these high-quality teams. And so to me, when I think Southern Miss, I, I think winning tradition. With all eyes on Southern Miss football now, there's excitement for their chance to build on that history this season with some familiar faces on their schedule and others that could turn into new rivalries. There's some great regional rivalries. We're, in some ways, we're restarting a lot of good rivalries, you know, Louisiana, Troy, South Alabama. You know, there's a lot of history there with Southern Miss. So I think the regional rivalry piece would be awesome.
2: Gill said he plans on coming to Southern Miss's game against Tulane in week four, and then the Golden Eagles Thursday night matchup against the Louisiana Raging Cajuns in week eight. Until then, Gill will be watching with hopeful eyes on Southern Miss's season.
3: I think they're really close. I'm really excited about what this football season will be for them, the way they ended last year in terms of kind of getting some things going. So I think there's great opportunities to have success there in football. This
2: has been Charlie Luttrell with Southern Miss Radio
3: that was charlie on our
0: wrap on commissioner keith gill and his thoughts on Southernness. starting this saturday guys against liberty what a time to be alive there are a lot of different stories and just headlines to be told this week coming up but without further ado i'll hand it over to you demon because i know you have a lot man and you've been covering it and it, I, you have a new podcast coming, man. I feel like he's he's breaking a code, uh, <laughs> going against 4th
1: Street it, Code by
2: starting another podcast. It's cool, though, because it's like, it's like the marvels of student
1: journalists. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> so what do you <laughs> want me to talk about first, the podcast? Journal. Yeah, talk about
0: the podcast okay. and then yeah. get into so, um, what's,
1: all the headlines we yeah, have. You can go on up. Twitter and follow Student Media Poll. And on Student Media Poll, this, various people of Student Media, Austin, I think you vote. You're a voter, right? Yes, I am yeah, a so voter. So we vote on National College Football. Um, so we have a poll there. So through that organization, Student Media Poll, they have various podcasts that they asked me to be on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we made a, a podcast specifically about the Sunbelt. So um, it's going to be called uh, Fun in the Sun. And we're going to have our first episode come out on Friday, kind of picking um, Sun Sunbelt, who's going to win the Sun Belt, and previewing Saturday's games as well. So it's going to be fun, fun in the sun. Um, <laughs> but as we look over to uh, Southern Miss, more specifically, Southern Miss. Um, will Hall today was on a Zoom call with every single coach. Um, it's not clear whether or not this is going to be weekly or not. Um, but just some of the th- some of the highlights, he talked about how he's excited to kick off the season, as we all are excited to be there Saturday to watch the game. Uh, Hall mentioned that they have tr- a tremendous amount of respect for Liberty and understands what a quote unquote tremendous challenge this will be. Um, he also said that they were <laughs> so somebody. He said we were not consistent on offense. He said they were consistently. Be- <laughs> Somebody asked him if they were consistent on offense, and he said, yes, we were consistent on offense. We were consistently pathetic on offense last Mm. season, and he said he hopes the offense will put the defense in a better spot than last season. Uh, then he says that uh, Tykees has a chance to have a tremendous future, and he praised the linebacker room after losing Hayes Maples. So kind of stuff we've heard before, but that's what all we'll was said this morning. I was kind of locking on during class. so I was listening to, like, <laughs> philosophy while trying to listen to football at the same time. So it doesn't really football philosophy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you've got a
0: football philosophy right there going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I see, if you your philosophy, philosophy
2: teacher is listening, she's not going to be happy. <laughs> she's normally not happy. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, that's a uh, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <on>, Dang <laughs> But I I didn't wanna say that Coach Hall is always honest. Um yes. and we talked about that in our preview, um, is that he's gonna tell it as it is and I mean, looking at that offense, we you know that's been one of the biggest questions um, is that there are a lot of questions on offense, but they do have lots of talent. And I was reading Hugh Freeze's uh, Q&A written by John Manson of A Sea of Red, and Hugh Freeze was you know kind of coach talk, but he was saying uh, he had a lot to say about Southern Miss and just the talent they do have on offense. He, he said that, uh, quote-unquote, that they are he thinks they're going to be one of the most improved teams in college football this year which I thought was pretty interesting to hear from Hugh Freeze so lots of high praise between the two um, coaches and did you did you really get a chance to hear of any of the other coaches today
1: and what they were talking about it, it was kind of hard to hear because I was trying to listen to class <laughs> at the same time but I did hear from uh, Louisiana's coach and they asked him um, like, you have the longest winning streak in college football and he was like do you feel that that's an honor? And he said, "Yeah, we take that as an honor, and we take that as, and we." Said, but he, he was he was talking about how they like they they use it to like motivate their players, which I thought was interesting. But other than that, I wasn't really paying attention. But
0: and <laughs> I think he was paying attention to philosophy. I would have rather been paying attention <laughs> to football, but.
1: It's kind of hard when you're talking about whether or not we're living in a matrix or not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we've we've gone over on and on about Southern Miss being in the Sun Belt, but we just wanted to bring back that interview that Austin did with uh, Commissioner yes. Keith Gill yeah. because he talked about how uh, this is the year that he thinks he said and uh, included it. He said the Sun Belt's best years are ahead of us so you look at with these new members lots of the competition is at its highest it's been in the Sunbelt ever with some of these programs and then you add these new programs who are trying to get on the rise too Um, there's a lot to be excited about so we uh, talked fully in the preview that will come out this Thursday about each game going game by game. But let's talk about the Sun Belt competition this year. Just uh, Of course, we got the non-conference schedule first, but looking at this schedule, looking at the Sun Belt competition, what Southern Miss is going to
4: have to face this season. What are y'all thinking? I just want to say that it starts out with Troy, and then there's Arkansas State and Texas State, and that's actually pretty manageable and then there is a brutal four game stretch on that schedule Mm -hmm. Uh, you got louisiana coming to town georgia state coming to town going to coastal carolina and then south alabama who's expected to be much improved coming to town that's a tough stretch for the golden Eagles. that's one where they could in theory go 0 and four we obviously hope that's not the case but i don't remember going back last year to conference usa and seeing that preseason that they're just going to lose And it's really interesting to see that in the Sun Belt, we expect them to be improved, but
0: the competition's much higher, it's going to be interesting to see how they fare. I definitely would agree, Jackson, on that statement too, that in Conference USA, you know, just looking at that schedule from the previous year, uh, if it was somewhat of a regular year and they just had somewhat of a a decent quarterback, Mm -hmm. I guess, to have some type of stability there. It it seemed like that schedule was pretty easy to coach by, but this schedule just seems like it's more, it's it's, it's definitely more tougher when you look at it, especially when you talk about that three-game stretch between Louisiana, Georgia State, Coastal, and then South Alabama, who's a team that's actually on the rise. I know that they got a lot of uh, preseason hype going into this season, so that'll be interesting to see, too. But just like you said, starting off the season, you have Troy, Arkansas State, and Texas State. Those seem like winnable games, but as you go further into that schedule, that's where the dip-off seems to More than likely, you know happen or so we will have to see though, of course
2: And again, we went game game by game in our preview But um, I think like Jackson was saying We're gonna see what this team is capable of in these first four weeks really Um, coach Hall did say Uh, Friday that, you know, this is going to be a team in uh, December that's better as a kind of a way to, you know, lower expectations. I always say that fans, regardless of the fan base, they're always going to have the highest of expectations. Um, But this four, the, the first four games are very tough games, Liberty, Miami, Northwestern, and Tulane and let's start. Northwestern State. Northwestern State. Yeah, not Northwestern. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um,
1: They're not going to Dublin. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey that will be pretty cool.
2: <laughs> but let's talk about this home game, obviously. Yeah. Saturday, uh, September 3rd, coming up. Just a couple of days away.
1: Yeah, and like we said, we are not going to predict here mm-hmm. because we're gonna tailor our, of or course. postpone our predictions. We've already recorded it, so I already know what everybody picks, yes. but Um, It'll come out Thursday morning, but just showing previewing that game just a little bit. um, I think this might be the most going into a football season, like the most like anticipated unknown game of Southern Miss like in a long time. Because like the fans are excited, right? They're like, oh, my gosh, we get to play football on Saturday. But they're also like, I don't know what to expect, you know. So and I think that um, I think that I think that's the same on the other side of the ball for Liberty as well. Like they're for their fans, you know, yeah. coming all the way down here to Hattiesburg, like they don't know what they're gonna to expect from yeah, this. Yeah, and team.
0: especially transitioning from a, a high caliber athlete as Malik Willis mm-hmm. and you know, right. they still have questions to ask. And just to piggyback off of that too, I feel like this is one of those games where like Liberty is not in the Sunbelt, but it feels like a, a Sunbelt conference type of game, just just the way that Liberty has been able to just be a phenomenal program in the past you know, couple of years. So I think that this is one of those games where it's like it's it's the way to start the season exactly. Like one of the best ways to start the season against a tough opponent. That could be beatable, but it it just seems like this is a, a game of trial and error right now. If we're just being honest right now, we'll just have to see where the Southern Miss stands. This is one of those type of games, but it feels like a Sunbelt game This the way that the anticipation has been built up over this matchup.
1: And when we recorded the preview, preview pod yesterday, um, we were we were predicting with the spread and against the spread. The line has moved a little bit since we recorded that, so it was at 3.5 now, um, which it was, at f- it was at 3.5 yesterday, With the over and under came down, so it was at 51, but now it's all the way down to 49.5. Mm. Oh,
2: okay. Mm. More to our faith. More to, yeah. more
1: to all of our favor. Not yeah, spoiling it's not anything. spoiling. <laughs> but you need to uh, go listen to it on Thursday.
0: Yeah, definitely. So definitely go listen to that on Thursday. It is dropping Thursday morning, guys. It is dropping Thursday morning. That will be the Fourth Street Preview Football Special. You don't want to miss it. It will be on all podcast platforms coming up, and we will be sure to announce that because you don't want to miss it. Uh, but going into things, guys, we will come back with an interview with the Barnes Twins, Cameron and Kyron, from Adams Christian County, Adams County Christian uh, High School, where they are now true freshmen here and play. On the offensive line for Southern Miss football, we'll be back with more, and we'll have our flowers after that, guys. Hopefully, you enjoy and come back and listen to us on Fourth Street Sports. We got an interview coming up, guys.
5: Mo Dogs, that's really what it is.
2: This is Fourth Street, and we got Mo Dogs on 88.5 this year.
0: Welcome back to Fourth Street, and like Malik said, Malik Short said we got more dogs on. We got a couple mm-hmm. dogs on the show with us now. We have the Cameron. We have Cameron and Kyron Bournes. Welcome to the show, guys. How are y'all doing? I'm good. time to be here. Mm-hmm. we're excited to have y'all along the two are part of Southern Miss football they are true freshmen coming from Adams County Christian High School and just to hop into it guys just what has been the overall feel for you guys is adjusting to college life so far and just you don't really hear hear this you know as often twins coming to the mm-hmm. same school same division one uh, school to play football how's that just to be uh,
5: your brother to just be along the step with you every way well, it's- Start off it's truly a blessing. There's not a lot of people that had the opportunity that we had. So just coming up here along all the other offers I had to play football with him is just a blessing. Mm -hmm. So uh, originally coming up here was different because I have aunties and stuff around the area, but uh, I'm up here by myself, but I have a little bit more freedom. So I like that part about it. But uh, just adjusting to college life is – is a big adjustment. Yeah, I would say like the hardest adjustment was for us was having to wake up on time for practice. <laughs> we really had to do that where we were from. Yeah. So and then we had to wake up early for practice and go in, and give it us all, so
0: yeah, did you slack off a little bit? No, like, uh, <laughs> no.
5: I do not want to. I
0: didn't want to get put on the bubble. <laughs> hey, we had to wake up, too. It was a struggle. Yeah. And we were
2: like, I don't know how y'all are doing that in yeah. the heat. Um, but what was y'all's experience at this ball
5: camp? They had y'all doing a lot, and especially yeah, cool. with uh, Coach Greg. Well, practice was difficult, but I liked the competition side of the practice. That gave us opportunity to go out there and compete against the defense side and we have a really nice defense like we always do and This year the offense is coming along to make a really perfect team So I really like the competition side, but the hardest part really was just Doing it every day the whole day thing waking up at 5 every day Going to meetings every day And what have y'all learned like from that experience already just Uh, (laughs) oh, I had my wake-up call uh, on a play, I pulled and then got knocked on my butt. i never been on my butt before. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just nothing but a lesson. Just uh, getting experience with better players makes you better, iron, sharper, iron. Mm-hmm. That's what we've been talking about for these past couple of weeks. And just us going against better players to make us better, it'll make the team better as a whole.
4: And- Something I just want to ask is a big part of the offensive line is calling out pass-blocking schemes. So Mm -hmm. sometimes it's the center, sometimes it's the quarterback. Obviously, y'all play right next to each other, and since y'all are brothers and have known each other longer than everybody else, (laughs) does that kind of help with knowing whose assignment is
5: who? Well, it was easier in high school, but now that we're in college and we're freshmen, so we're getting ready to learn the calls ourselves. So hopefully in the future it will become more natural to me and him. But in high school, it was real easy for me and mankind to click on to what we have to do. But here, we just have to go with the program and say it out loud just like everybody else. Because on the O-line, everything has an assignment. Mm-hmm. Like, at high school, all we just did was run off the ball, blow people off the ball, or just, hey, I take care of both of these guys. You just go to the linebacker. Uh, now it's like we have to hit this guy or we have to get to this point Or we got to put this guy inside so the ball can run right outside of us. And it's not really much of a going off the ball anymore. We got to take steps now, and uh, that's a huge adjustment for me. Because I'm used to going off the ball and just wrecking people. Now I got (laughs) to know what the steps to do and take the right one. Because now if I take the wrong steps, everything will go wrong. Yeah,
0: and could you uh, guys also talk about just the synchronization between you two from playing on both sides, playing on the same side of the ball, playing on the same side of the field, you know, like you said, just going to blow up guys and just (laughs) get into your spots. Like, could you just talk about the synchronization and how you guys kind of just work out those kinks between each other, playing with each other for so long? And uh, is it just clockwork at this point?
5: It really is. It's not much to it because our whole lives we've been around each other like, you could ask anybody, we rarely separate. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like being a place without him. Like, he would go to Dollar General, and I'd be like, we're sick, what would happen to him? Just like the other day, uh, we was at Wingstop, getting food, and I was in there too long, and he came in looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> so like, what I'm just saying is, just all of that is just natural to us at this point. Yeah.
0: Is it kind of like an eye contact thing where you like? Yeah. No, it's um,
5: <laughs> it's more in the head type thing. Yeah. We just know. So. And some twins
2: kind of decide to go off on their own or like make make sure yeah. you know they yeah. know who's who. But y'all have obviously made it to where you know y'all are the Barnes twins. Was <laughs> that like an active decision or just something you kind of just was natural? Just, just yeah.
5: natural. We was raised together, brought up together. We did everything together. We never did nothing about each other. So just at this point, it's just hard to separate that. Yeah. We have a bond that nobody else will ever have. And at a young age, our parents told us that we always got to stick together. I don't think they meant for us to take it this literal, but, I mean, it was...
2: (laughs) And going back to your past, you know, y'all have played, um, I read an article saying that y'all had uh, played together since five. Mm-hmm. Um, just how has that been? Just um, do y'all remember when y'all first kind of fell in love in football? and?
5: 10th grade. 10th grade. Yeah. For the longest me and him was basketball players. Yeah. Like, you would ask me in 7th grade, and the field wasn't nowhere near one of the things I wanted to do. I wanted to go play basketball. <laughs> so... We play football just to keep us in shape and all, but during the summer, every time, all, all time, we had we was in the gym practicing basketball. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of my athleticism from basketball. Working with my dad and my friend uncles, just grinding, trying to play basketball, trying to be great. Mm-hmm. And then ten grade, uh, and we. Set the bench because, you know, we made a transition from going from our public school to our private school in mm-hmm. Natchez. You know, yeah, we live 30 minutes away in Fayette, Mississippi. We came in. Freshman was still junior high at that time. So 10th grade was basically freshman year. So our 10th grade basketball season, we had to sit the bench. And the man was like, man, I, I, I don't even know. <laughs> then we got real big during COVID year. I gained fifty pounds, came two ninety. He was two seventy, and we realized how big we were. Then we took football seriously over the summer, and we fell in love with our Chengaray summer. Yeah, just uh-huh. over COVID time, uh, we was in the uh, our den with our dad outside, just doing stuff every day, little stuff to make us better. So I really owe it to him for getting us here where we are now. Mm-hmm.
0: Of course, and and who uh, just decision it was to play football and just you know was it just a joint thing where yeah, y'all like everything we do is a group decision yeah. yeah. so it was like a, a group meeting between y'all too like yeah, yeah we group. just
5: sat down in the locker room one day and it was like you know what I really miss football <laughs> I'm starting like football building uh, we just took off with it yeah mm-hmm. and growing up together as twins
2: um, y'all have talked about lots of the pros but what were the challenges were there any
5: challenges you know growing up um, especially like maybe at school Well, when we was younger, we went to every Natchez elementary school. And even though we were still from Fayette, we started off in Fayette then went from Natchez from our first grade year to our sixth grade year. And then we went back to Fayette our seventh grade year and our eighth grade year. So I guess the challenge between that point was really just being primed to our development. We didn't let nobody dislocated us from where we from a lot of people like to say we were from Natchez because that's what I used to say but we would forever claim our city as Fayette. and even when we was in Natchez school when they had to play each other and stuff they be wanting us to pick Natchez side because we were in their school network <laughs> so that was really a challenge then we came back to Fayette year our seventh eighth grade year had to go back and make a name for ourselves through basketball of course for some reason uh yeah.
4: I want to talk back to y'all's recruiting process mm-hmm. where one of y'all approached first by Southern Miss, and would y'all be here today if they only offered one of y'all mm-hmm. instead of both of y'all?
5: mm We wasn't going to separate. The good thing, every offer we had was together, mm-hmm. so we was going with each other regardless. Regardless. And uh, when we signed, we was in the office with Coach Hall, and he said uh, he came across his film first mm-hmm. and watched his film, and then... Uh, Can't remember what coach was. Says two of them. So then he seen it was both of us, and he just offered us when he got a chance to. That was really a blessing for us because our first offers was two Two sudden minutes.
2: Wow. Mm. Wow. Y'all, and I like that. Y'all have some leverage as a package yeah. deal. Um, <laughs> we know that y'all might not be identical in everything. I just want to kind of know uh, who has the bragging rights over what? And it could be basketball, y'all game. Well,
5: I personally think he's very than me in basketball, but it's we true. play one-on-one. I'm going to win majority of the time because all my life I've been taller and bigger and stronger than him. So I just bullied him basically. <laughs> and, um, well, but he's faster than <laughs> <in> me. <laughs> I won majority of the time, I didn't really love him. He was seeing him literally just post up all day. Drop still post up, bag me down. And when I get the ball, I want to do everything. I want to cross him up or shoot the ball and work on my layup. And then he would just, I wasn't a good shooter though. I wasn't, I was just, I was a good shooter in the backyard. But in the gym, I wasn't the greatest shooter. I just knocked down the shots uh, when I could.
2: <laughs> and you all talked about um transitioning it's, it's from 10th grade basically when y'all made y'all y'all's decision that football was what you wanted and to now being um college player um I want to know I know y'all talked a little about fall camp but uh your experience so far with coach Greg um you know he's
5: new to the program just
2: what has he been like uh compared to other coaches you've had in the past
5: like what oh, he's wonderful I mean, we had great coaches at our high school but Coach Greg and Coach Hall and the whole USM coaching staff is wonderful, especially our relationship with Coach Greg. I really enjoyed that. He's not going to sugarcoat anything you do. It's I like the life. fact that he actually is hard on us, mm-hmm. because I wouldn't want a coach that's just like, yeah, it's okay, do this, or it's all right, just move on. I was like, my dad was that way. He's always been hard on us. So just having another guy be pushing us through everything, like, it's really well for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Now in high school, I know you guys played left guard and left tackle. Now just talk about the little bit of the adjustment or how much of not a adjustment it was from going from right guard to right tackle in college. It really wasn't
5: much of an adjustment. I I know in high school, our coach stepped one of us in the three-point stand, which was okay with us. Except for the only thing I would say was wrong with our three-point stand, both of our right hand was down. Now here, if you play left side, your left hand got to be down. We knew that, but it just didn't feel comfortable for us. But uh, naturally, when I got here, my stance was wide. So Coach Greg and the other players helped me get a normal, mm-hmm. more of a shoulder-width tight stance so I could be able to move better and help me get out my stance better. What kind of offense did y'all run in high school, and is it kind of
4: jarring coming to an offense where it's kind of 50-50 where they throw it and they run it? Well,
5: Well, uh, uh, our ninth, tenth, and eleventh grade year, we didn't have a quarterback. My ninth grade year, we had a quarterback, but we was junior high players, and you had to work your way up and move up to varsity team. So So we moved up, and uh, we won a state championship that year with uh, Jakaris Casting and – our quarterback is, was Sterling Yarbrough, who is currently deceased. It hit us hard when he died. He died like a year later. Mm-hmm. But uh, just having – it was a lot of good players on that team because the other private school in that area shut down, and they all came over. So just – I looked up to a lot of the guys on that team because I was just a lit dog then. Mm-hmm. I just A lot of guys was bigger than me. A lot of guys was just bullying me around when I was out there. But well, I looked up to them guys truthfully. And uh, I wanted to beat them. I wanted to be the beat them and be better than them. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to hear about y'all's teammates' oh, of
2: Um But you mentioned Cash, and I actually didn't know that. Um, what's it been like you know, having
5: him here? Oh, it's just, it was great. He's really helpful. He's like uh, a big brother every day. Before we actually came up here, he would just text us, and every time we'd seen him, he would just make sure we was all right and ready to go because... Uh, he knew that it was different from high school. He was just going to make sure that what we do is just stay focused and push through everything. Everything's going to be all right when we come up here.
2: And just five days away from Liberty
5: now, um, how are y'all feeling? I'm so excited. I can't wait to walk down the Eagle Walk. And you know, this is my first college game. So I'm pumped up. I'm ready to see what it's like. I'm ready to hit the field. I'm ready to see what gang day experience is like. Players tell us all the time that it's hard during the summer and the spring and the fall, but it's easier when the season comes. I mean, it's been a little bit easy. It's not really much of a slack off different, but I just want to know what it feels like on game day. And if y'all are listening, uh, make sure to show the Barnes fans
2: some love, fans uh, mm-hmm. at the Eagle Walk and at of the course. Rock and we thank y'all for coming on the show. Yes, sir. Um, 66
0: and 64, right? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, and to mention that, I know you guys had, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys had what number 64 and 65 was in high school, or 65 and 65? Oh, it's the same.
5: We moved up from ninth grade, uh, and our coach was like, you got to get a varsity number. (laughs) 54 and 55 and 52 is not open, so. You just gotta get a 60 number. That's our first time we're in number. Yeah. And we was six, six, six every six, six. Yeah. Gotcha. Now it's kind of now sixty four is my number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How six does it six feel?
0: Is my ha- had a gap in between like ah. Yeah, so it's so.
5: fine. Yeah. Because uh I really, neither one of us really feel like the number sixty five will look good on us anyway. <laughs> so and then it give us a little bit of separation. I mean we close yeah. and like being around each other, but. No, we still need that little bit of separation. Of course. And yeah. then I'm
0: going to give this to y'all, bro. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, guys. As always, it was a pleasure to have you on. We wish you guys luck on the season and many more blessings. That was the Bourne's Twins, Cameron and Kyron. Thanks for coming on, guys. Have a nice one. We'll All be right. back in a little bit with our flower section. And we'll be back with 4th Street, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> Smooth us Charlie, Nathan, Dima, and Jackson. Be thy name for street. Be the gang.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the show. We're now giving flowers.
0: Welcome back to the flower section that was Silent Hill by Kendrick Lamar featuring Kodak Black. That's one of my favorite songs right now guys. I'm not gonna lie. I like that song. I really like it. But let's hop into the flower section. I'll hand it over to you, Charlie, man. Let's get started on some soccer news, man.
2: Yes, we gotta go back to soccer. Um, we're not gonna forget about them. Uh, they started out uh, last week with a 2-0 loss against Alabama as the Crimson Tide put 32 shots up against them against their five. So it was. A pretty game, Um, but goalkeeper Kasiah Bruni recorded a career high of 10 saves in the loss, so 10 2. It was a pretty impressive game from her statistically. Um, Southern Miss was set to make its home debut uh, this past Sunday, yesterday, but that game was canceled due to COVID protocols within the MVSU, Mississippi Valley State University. Um, And they will pick up their SEC tour again, as we've said, a busy schedule for them uh, with the big game at home against LSU this coming Sunday, September 4th. So Liberty, and then you better be at the LSU soccer game.
4: And we move to volleyball now, where Southern Miss volleyball started the season with a bang, with a win in three sets against UTSA that marked the 600th win in program history. And if I'm not mistaken, was that the first road win? So it's technically considered a neutral game. Okay. So
2: technically,
4: the away
2: streak still exists because they lost against the home uh, Alabama. Nice to break it, though. Yeah.
4: Well, either way, they won at a game that was not in Hattiesburg. Yeah. So that's good to see. Uh, we had Mia Wesley left. She started off right where she left off. She had 16 yes. kills, which matches the most in the season opener since 2016. And they got the sweep on Friday, I believe. They beat McNeese State with Wesley again leading the attack with 14 mm-hmm. kills. And then Niner Bidette, She did it all. She tallied seven kills with seven blocks. And Unfortunately, the the Golden Eagles fell just short to Alabama to finish the Crimson Tide Invitational, but Wesley led the team with 21 kills, so she is starting off well. Golden Eagles travel to Mason, Georgia to participate in the Mercer Bears Classic, with games starting Friday through Saturday against Charleston Southern, Mercer, and Queens. And
2: that's an impressive start. I want to say we aren't doing the 4th Street Player of the Week yet until football starts, but if it were to go out, it would go to Mia. We're just going to go by default.
0: Of course, and she's definitely special. If y'all haven't been to a volleyball match yet, please get there. I know the first match will be starting. Actually, uh, not this week, but the upcoming week. Uh, So in two weeks, it'll be September 9th and the 10th. You guys and gals have to get there to see Mia Wesley and the rest of the gang. Because she's definitely a generational talent. Like, she's fun to watch. Like I said, volleyball is my favorite sport. I told Jenny Hazel with that. But (laughs) uh, continuing on, we have uh, women's golf actually starting this Saturday, too. So, hey, it's not just football starting this week. Women's golf is starting this week. So, hey. You know, if you want to get on the greens and, and, and miss the gridiron on, on, on Saturday at Southern Miss, get on the greens. And hey,
2: back-to-back uh, Conference USA Freshman of the Year awards for that team. So they got a lot to um, be yes. proud of this season,
0: and hopefully we see some good stuff from them this season. Yes, hopefully we do see some good stuff from them. But we all know what the huge topic is. It's football. And, yeah, we did want to mention former Southern Miss wide receiver
2: Tim Jones is kind of fighting for that spot on Jaguars' roster. haven't heard yet, but if they cut him, I don't think they know football, which it is the Jaguars. (laughs) So he caught (laughs) three catches for 103 yards. They're like, what, somebody can play
1: offense? (laughs) (laughs) No, get off the team. (laughs)
2: But anyways, he put up
4: nearly 200 yards
2: receiving in the last two
4: preseason games. So um, I think he should make that spot. Well, I saw today where Jacksonville traded one of their wide receivers to oh. Carolina LaVisca Chennault so that's what? one more roster spot for
0: uh, the Jacksonville Jack or wide I completely maybe. missed that. Well, we hey, Tim Jones spot may be there. We will see hopefully he is there man he's played stellar in the preseason you see all of the things they have going on in Jacksonville hopefully with Tim Jones so we'll see. Uh, but last but not least we have um the, uh, our last flower which is Southern Miss achieving 6 Southern Miss volleyball achieving 600 wins in program history what a way to start the season for Jenny Hazelwood getting that 600 win to start the season is pretty uh a remarkable feat uh to start the season like that kind of sounds like a uh, coach Magnilis's uh feat that she started the season off with with 500 career wins uh so that is our last flower of the day Three. Too. but we are about to end the things off uh, that was the cue right there <laughs> <laughs> so it's any the last mar- music. Yeah. <laughs> any last remarks before we before I count it down and, and getting and you hear my call on, on the station, man, any any last remarks on this week? What are you looking forward to? I will
1: say that it's game week. We have a lot of stuff coming out Wednesday. It's the first paper, right? So, yes. So the Wednesday, if you're on campus, be looking around for the first paper. And then Thursday morning is our huge prediction podcast. So do not yes. miss it. We will obviously blow it up with it on social media. But we encourage you all to listen to it. You'll hear our Liberty game picks and our Miss season picks. And stay tuned Saturday. We will all be at the game. You guys
4: for the student friends, I for Big Gold Nation. So stay tuned for continuous coverage throughout the week.
1: I like that one. a game continuous? on I think so. Wow. That's what Ooh. I hear. I didn't know that. Ah, you, you forgot. <laughs> I thought you reminded us. Oh, it's I, I <laughs> on my mind again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ah oh, man. So that's been awesome. I got abducted man. by aliens when you were interviewing the Barnes Twins. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, I right. forgot. Where did
0: Dima go? Oh, my God. He just made he grass entrance. Like grand <laughs> entrance. Yeah, I was so abducted by God. aliens, <laughs> and then I
1: forgot there was football on Saturdays. So. Yeah. So you can't well, forget it, that it's
0: football on Saturday, man. Be at the Rock this Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock against Liberty. So, hey, we're ready. Our staff is ready, we are ready, guys. We're ready for a fun time, but... Ah, uh, y'all, y'all want me? Ah, what? What are you talking now. about these surprises,
1: man? Yeah. Keep it
0: going, keep it going. But there's no cake this time, unfortunately. Kaka! Yeah, there's no cake, man, for my special kaka. But that has been all for Four Street Sports. <laughs> we will be back. Next Monday at 5 p.m. I hope you guys enjoyed this show. We cannot get ready to start the football season. As always, you can check us check us out on YouTube at Southern Miss Student Media where you can see our full podcast live with our facial expressions and everything or <laughs> you can listen
1: to us on 88.5 at WSM. And Dima has another reminder. One more thing, um really quickly, if you're not able to listen to the Thursday podcast, we will post the video of us giving our liberty picks on YouTube. So if you're not able to listen to the full podcast and just want to watch the Liberty picks. It'll be on YouTube Thursday afternoon. So cool. Listen. To yes. It. It'll be awesome. Watch it. Be able to see our faces. But Austin wasn't there. Yeah, I wasn't there. I was sorry. Um, I had other things going. But hey, you guys <laughs> did a
0: phenomenal job. And we will end the show like this. Enjoy your day. Have a great meal. Force through to be back next Monday, baby. Let's go. Three, two, one. This has been the Four Street Sports Show. Tune in next Monday at 5.